Alright, welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast, episode 27. This, of course, is Thor, and I'm here today with... Fat Gamer Jeff. Doc. Oh. Doc. Well, we're off to a great start. And finally, Sasquatch oh, Senpai. <laughs> so they, they just both talked over each other. So I thought maybe <laughs> both of them would reintroduce themselves, but nah, nah. <laughs> so the first I'm... thing we have this week is some of our free games for December. There's not a whole lot going on with our Amazon Prime, um, but there is some news with our uh, PlayStation Plus games. So there's uh, the first one on here is available for PS4 and is Just Cause 4, which is pretty exciting. Just Cause 3 was available as a PS Plus game about a year or so ago, so <clears throat> it's a good follow-up. Uh, we also have Rocket Arena for PS4, and our first uh, PS Plus game for PS5 is Worms Rumble. And, of course, remembering that our PS4 games are playable on PS5 as well. So, that in mind, let's dive right into our main story lineup, starting with, of course, the release of the much-anticipated Cyberpunk 2077. And I think Doc is the best person to take us away on this one, since he has actually purchased it. Yep, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm currently looking to install it. I just... Uh installed 76 gigs worth of games um because <laughs> this one's pretty big and there's a pretty big day one patch that's what she said <laughs> and it's only gonna get bigger <laughs> uh yeah big day one patch um and uh you want me to just go into the benchmarks because this game is going to require quite a bit of hardware. Let's um, hear it. Yeah. All right. So if you want to play this game at ultra <clears throat> at 1080p and get 60 frames, you'll either need an RTX 2060 at 5700 XT minimum. Yikes. That's for 1080. Um. Wow. However, most everything uh, from a GTX 1070 or a uh, RX 5600 XT and up will will do you uh, 60 frames at 1440 and uh, 2160. Well, rest in peace, my 2060 Super at a 2K monitor. Well, <laughs> let's not even worry about 4K. Most most graphics cards are pushing like 22 frames. Uh, 4K Ultra with ray tracing on. <laughs> uh, it's it's a game that's it's going to get better as the hardware gets better. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> so I did come across something interesting with it too. Is that uh, it now holds the most concurrent the record for the most concurrent players on Steam at any given time. Oh wow! Um, oh, wow over 1 million concurrent, and that is twice as nice. much, more than twice as much as the previous record holder Fallout 4 I had 472,000, so. I Damn. saw it's, it's Twitch streams had, like, 1 million viewers versus, like, the top, which was, like, 250,000 for, like, Minecraft and shit. 
Yeah, this game is big. It's uh, been waiting for it forever. Lots of anticipation. And and a reputable company behind it. <clears throat> nice. Well, hey Jeff, have you finished The Witcher Three yet? <laughs> I'm almost out of villain. <laughs> oh my Lying. god! You are not allowed to play Cyberpunk until you finish <laughs> The Witcher Three. I shouldn't even be playing Call of Duty until I get out of Velen. <laughs> wow. You're still in the starting area. Dude, I play like mm. 10, 20 minutes a night. Then it's like, okay, man, then another shift. Ugh. Whatever. I'm so, to be an adult, man. It's looking like Cyberpunk could be the crisis of this <clears throat> decade. Christ. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's the article all the... Uh, uh, so, benchmarks are from okay that's that's what i was saying the game is going to get better as hardware gets yeah better. so what the important thing here it looks like it's been out for a little while and a little while's in you know a few hours and there's already a cyberpunk porn parody well, like, yeah because are you surprised not yeah. not a porn game an actual no film one should be pornography film Linden, I, I get the games, but this is featuring. I'm, Sif, I'm surprised Sif it took this long to come Z. out. Yeah, this can't him? be a surprise to anybody. Hang on, real quick. He said, "Dustin said his real name." And we say real names all the time. Mm -hmm. It becomes much uh, more like, obvious when you point it out. <laughs> I know to make it apparent. But uh, yeah. Um, uh, Rafay Jockey of Jackie Jockey of CD Projekt Red, their business development director, um, <laughs> tweeted an image of a Cyberpunk 2077 triple X parody, um, saying, "I guess mimicking is the highest form of praise." Um, <laughs> this, is not their, this is not their first porn parody. The Witcher Two had one as well. It was titled "The Bitcher Two: The Double-Sided Dildo of Death." <laughs> Jeez, so, oh my god. Sorry, I started laughing at Bitcher. <laughs> the dildo of destiny wow. has to end. Sorry. There's a, <laughs> oh, a title. Some research for you, Jaff. Uh, <laughs> Jaff posting. So this is not their... No this is, no <laughs> we're all Jaff posting. Um, yes, I'm going to coin the phrase Jaff posting now. Thank you very much. They uh, they missed an opportunity to name it like Cyberpunk 2069 or something. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, why, what, how, do you, how do you miss that? I don't know. Maybe they thought someone would be confused. Like, this isn't Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> <laughs> so the Xbox Series X can run PS2 games, apparently. What? Using emulation, yes. Um... So using a using some uh, UWP apps, Universal Windows Protocol apps, uh, it allows you to simulate a Windows 10 environment, which allows you to run, you know, Windows 10 software on the Xbox Series consoles. Um, so someone uh, tried loading up a PS2 emulator and it worked. Um, the YouTube channel and group known as Modern Vintage Gamer has been testing this over the last couple of weeks since the Series X and S launched, and they're having some uh, emulation 
performance. Uh, they're actually being able to play like games like God of War and stuff on the Xbox Series S and X, which is kind of interesting since the PlayStation 5 can't do anything of the like. Jesus. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Well, um, let's see. Well, in our, sta- our same vein of Xbox, it looks like we have a potential, potential, I'm going to start saying, uh, release date for Halo <clears throat> Infinity, uh, or Halo Infinite, <clears throat> which is fall of next year. Yeah, so it was pushed back from launch from 343 Studios and Microsoft due to some technical issues getting to run on older consoles correctly um, and up to their standards. And they finally have given us a release window, which is fall of 2021, which is, you know, a far cry from its initial uh, launch goal. So hopefully we'll have something coming there. Uh, It won't be pushed back again. I like that terminology instead of launch date, launch goal, or release date goal, because at this point, like, especially with games like this, you know what I mean? Who knows? Well, if you already missed the if you already missed the date once, you just have a goal anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so it looks like Microsoft has acquired the esports tournament pl- platform Smash.gg. <clears throat> yeah, so it's. Yeah, Smash.gg is a smaller esports community. Um, you can set up like small tournaments here or there on it. Uh, everything's recorded through it. It's its own like little um, built-up community. Uh, all of fighting. the tournaments I mean, it's big with fighting, right? Huge with fighting games. Yeah, it's, it's a big uh, all fighting of the tournaments game thing. I've been. All of the <clears throat> tournaments I've been in recently have been uh, organized and scheduled through Smash.gg. It's a cool um, website. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, initially, it seems like Microsoft, uh, the Microsoft Content Services team, um, who are going to be in charge of, I don't know if really in charge of them, but kind of overseeing what Smash.gg is doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smash.gg will be continuing just doing what they've been doing already. So it's just kind of um, Microsoft branching out more into the entire gaming platform, really getting into, like, minor esports here and there now, it seems, so. Gotcha. Yeah, well, that's interesting. Well, it looks like, um, on topic of our new consoles releasing, gangs are doing Fast and Furious-style heists on moving semi-trucks to steal PS5s. (laughs) What? Yeah, so... (laughs) Yeah! This happened... No, it didn't happen. Ah, true. Ah, There's actually the video of it if you want to watch it, Jeff. Smash.gg. Oh uh, <laughs> so these are called uh, by the UK police where this is happening rollover raids. Um, and so if you recall the opening scene of <clears throat> Fast and the Furious where they're stealing VCRs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Pack of a moving car. It looks exactly like that. Wow. <laughs> but uh yeah, so this is something that's that's happening is just the cars are driving up to the transportation vehicles that they know are hauling these PS5s and stealing them and then they're going on to the secondary market and selling them like eBay or Craigslist or wherever. And something like this, it's kind of hard to trace any sort of numbers on them since they're not opened or registered anywhere, and they're just boxes and boxes and mm-hmm. 
unless you're going to every single person <clears throat> selling their scalped console on the internet, you're not going to find the, the thieves responsible for this action. Yeah. Um, wow. And this also continues over here to the States where the FBI is actually investigating uh, several robberies of different carriers in Washington, D.C. and Maryland as well over the theft of Xboxes and PlayStation 5s. So. Hmm. Well, we'll it's, keep a, it's, yeah. it's a really weird year. <laughs> we'll just go with that. Welcome to 2020. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of... Speaking Sorry. of which, um, the, a Nintendo ha- the a Nintendo hacker that I think we discussed on a previous podcast has officially been sentenced to three years of prison or three years in prison. Uh, kinda. This I think we mentioned him slightly, but yeah, I, in a I, different vein. Um, this time he's been sentenced because he had possession of child porn. <laughs> Big oof. Big oof. So yeah, he was arrested for uh, selling software to help bypass various uh, security protocols on different Nintendo devices. And I I guess in the raid raid on his place, uh, federal agents found child porn. So... It kind of escalated quite a bit from letting people <laughs> letting people play ROMs and uh, illegally downloaded and pirated games. So, yeah. he went from a shitty time in prison to a shitty time in prison. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Nintendo has also issued a cease and desist order against um, Etika Joy-Con shells of sold for charity. <laughs> So the Etika Joy-Cons are created, they're Etika-themed. They're called Etika Joy-Cons, and they're a charity device for a, I believe he was, this is kind of a catch-all article, I believe, here on Mm -hmm. Nintendo just being shitty. Um, These are created by Captain Alex of the Smash Brothers community, uh, their tournament community. And they were nicknamed Eticons, and they were just to help raise suicidal awareness because of the person they're named after who committed suicide a couple years ago. And Nintendo finally put out a cease and desist order to them for selling these uh, essentially just fancy Joy-Con wraps. So kind of similar to what uh, Sony stopped the faceplate covers of the company who's creating those for their consoles. Um, they're created by Joy-Con Boys, who also have a YouTube channel. Um, he said he would not be restocking them because Nintendo asked him to stop. Uh, they wouldn't give him a way to actually be able to sell them legally. And he did finally decide to come up and saying if it gets uh, if it gets enough support, he'll continue selling them despite this. And through all of through all of this, uh, bye, Jordan. Uh, she just messaged in the uh, Facebook chat that she said she has to go real quickly. Oh, okay. Not sure what happened, but um, that's all right. Yep, and because of this, you had multiple Smash tournament players changing their names like this, and then on top of this, Nintendo sent a cease and desist order to 
the Smash community who were organizing their fighting games using kind of like a virtual technology and some sort of ROMs to be able to, you know, socially distance since they can't hold their tournaments in person anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, they sent a season assist to this, which canceled that entire fighting game tournament. Which um, was a sanctioned by Nintendo <clears throat> yes. tournament. What the fuck? So, so in response to this, many teams at the split at the Splatoon 2 North American Open changed their names in support of the Smash Tournament uh, uh, members, and Nintendo then immediately canceled the Splatoon 2 North America Open as well. So Nintendo has just been on a roll this week with some bad, bad community publicity. <laughs> Look out, EA! Nintendo's on a roll! Yeah, there was just a lot of not ideal Nintendo hmm. news <laughs> this yeah. last week and a half. So in our PlayStation news, something interesting in uh, that PlayStation 3 has received a surprise firmware update that is available to download now. So it's interesting. It's it's um, nothing huge. It's just a small uh, firm firmware update that was pushed and includes new features um, which includes blu-ray keys for recent movie releases meaning you can continue to use the system as a media player um which which is nice uh but i thought it was interesting that you know they're still updating it even though technically i think they've ended their official support for it so um and it looks like ps5 pro has been uh, I guess at least conceptualized, and it seems like it's going to have two graphics cards, which is listed at least in this article as the attack that Xbox Series X didn't see coming. Um, this isn't like an announced official PS5 Pro with two graphics cards. It's simply inside of a patent that they've released. So the patent describes it as a scalable gaming console where a second GPU is communicatively coupled to the first GPU and the system is for home console and cloud gaming usage. Um, so they haven't really mentioned anything about it yet. It's just this uh, patent that we have, but it does clearly indicate at the very least <clears throat> because they've put in kind of, uh, you know, shooting for the stars, things like this that don't pan out. So there's not to say that it'll have two graphics cards, but this does show us that they are planning a PS5 Pro, and there was some wonder about it and how long it would come out. I am personally predicting that we'll see PS5 Pro next holiday season, um, or, or maybe the spring afterwards, but we'll just have to wait and see. Um... And then it looks like Persona 5 Strikers <coughs> is coming to the West for PS4, Switch, and PC. So yeah, Persona 5 Strikers is kind of a uh, like Dynasty Warriors take on the Persona series. Uh, features hmm. all the Persona 5 characters, Persona 5 Royal characters. Um, so this is also this is coming to every console here in the West uh, next February. So hopefully this is kind of news that we might see persona 5 coming to pc as well yeah um, that it would... will be coming out february 23rd exactly and nearly all supported major languages for the console english french italian spanish german um <clears throat> and additional subtitles on pc as well uh you'll have your typical editions your bonus collector's editions etc etc um pre-order bonuses here or there even at 
I guess pre-order bonus is still happening at GameStop. So if you're looking to get a per an up-to-date Persona fix, and you don't have a PS4 or PS5 now, as you can just play it on PS5 since it is a PS4 game, uh, you'll have some sort of Persona 5 fix coming available to you. All right. And um, it looks like when we talked, we've talked about this last, not last week, but our last podcast, um, Sony has officially acquired Crunchyroll. Yeah, Sony, uh, specifically their Funimation uh, studio, um, their main animation studio, uh, who recently also acquired Aniplex. So... They officially bought it from AT&T and Warner Media for $1.175 billion. Um, Crunchyroll is the largest uh, Japanese anime platform. They also have manga on there as well that services non-Japanese audiences, so primarily English speakers. Um, they also do a whole bunch of localization themselves for different countries and different languages. So that if there's enough support for those languages mm -hmm. no idea when this will completely go all the way through but uh from tony vinciquera the chairman and ceo of sony pictures entertainment uh said we are proud to we are proud to bring Crunchyroll into the sony family through funimation and our terrific partners at aniplex and sony music entertainment japan we have a deep understanding of this global art form and are well positioned to deliver outstanding content to audiences around the world Together with Crunchyroll, we will create the best possible experience for fans and greater opportunity for creators, producers, and publishers in Japan and elsewhere. Funimation has been doing this for over 25 years, and we look forward to continuing to leverage the power and creativity and technology to su succeed in this rapidly growing segment of entertainment. Um, this is kind of big, considering Crunchyroll has recently been making deals with various like uh, webtoon creators. Um, so. Webtoons is just a popular online manga and, and comic source where people can go publish their own works. They've recently begun pulling from there, making deals with them. They have their own actual animation studio within uh, Crunchyroll proper. So, <clears throat> um, it's it's really big in the anime world, but overall as a streaming platform, it's not that huge. Considering you still have Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime, who still have a larger audience and stream. Not nearly as much anime itself, but just mm -hmm. have a larger overall audience. You love their uh, live action anime adaptations. Hmm. God, those are <laughs> awful on Netflix. I, I do know, not recommend what, them. None. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> so we talked about the scalpers a little bit earlier to kind of sum that up. It looks like cons uh, co one incident, the console scalpers who claimed a thousand next gen consoles have orders canceled. Yeah, so a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of these people who have made bots to try to purchase these consoles and resell them immediately for profits. Well, it's not going too well. It caused uh -huh. a it caused an issue with initial orders. Um, I mean, this could also just be that there wasn't enough stock and that they were bought out by other scalpers in the process. <laughs> but yeah, so this is a lot of consoles over. I mean, it's just a thousand, but that is quite a bit of money, and that's more consoles in this limited release environment that we have for both sides. 
So mm-hmm. um, this is primarily in the UK. Uh, okay. So any anybody over <laughs> in Europe over across the pond, as they say. Yep. Yeah, and these were consoles that were going for as high as one thousand for the Xbox Series X and two thousand for the PS Five. So these were purchased and then already being resold, and they were canceled. So scalp. yeah, a scalper getting scalped by another scalper. They were putting all the cheaters <laughs> in the same lobby in a shooting game. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's it's fantastic. That's hilarious. Awesome. That's an awesome analogy. Well, it looks like overall scalpers have raked in over 43 million by selling PS5s and new graphics cards on eBay. Yeah, so they're not going to catch them all, that's for no. sure. No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> clearly. If anyone knows the ta- if anyone knows the scalper, slap them for me. I need slap my graphics hard. card, man. I need a new graphics card even though mine's just fine. Um <laughs> <laughs> These are the consoles being sold for the the two hundred percent, three hundred, four hundred percent markups uh, that you can find on eBay, and uh, not to mention you got your art, your new uh, your new Radeon cards as well as your Nvidia GPUs. Mm-hmm. Um, Forty three million dollars in profit. That's just not what they made back, including what they spent. That's just straight pure profit from this markup. Um. This has definitely by far been the worst season for it ever. Um, probably mostly driven by people being at home, having more, in some casing, having more expendable income since they can't travel, go on vacation like they normally would do. Mm-hmm. People looking for ways to entertain themselves at home via a console or upgrading their computer to play new demanding games such as, you know, the recently released Cyberpunk 2077. Um, so far... <laughs> The median prices for the PlayStation 5 has been 937 for the digital and 1021 for the disc-based. So it's getting up there. The Series X is now sitting around 865, and the Series S is at 469. So it's nowhere near just, you know, MSRP or typical sell value of these consoles. And it's not going to get any better as you're going to have, you know, parents looking to buy their kids these consoles from a reseller of the internet. Okay. So Dragon Age 4 executive producer has left Bioware along with the studio's general manager. Yep. So this would be referring to Casey Hudson and Mark Adara. Uh, Casey Hudson actually did go back to Bioware to work <laughs> to work on Dragon Age 4 and he is leaving again. Um, though Bioware would like to reassure their fans that Dragon Age 4 and the Mass Effect franchise do have a bright future, though Mass Effect Andromeda kind of fell flat after the debacle that was the ending of the the original Mass Effect trilogy. Um, they wrote letters to the communities themselves, thanking the studios and its fans, and they explained that they thought it was a good time to move on. Um, so it does seem to be it doesn't seem to be like they're at you know odds with the with EA proper and the Bioware publisher or the Bioware developers. Mm. So, and from and from one of them arriving at this point has been an opportunity for me to reflect on my own future. And 2020 has been a year that forced all of us to reimagine how we think about work and life. For me, it's been realization 
that I still have tremendous energy to create, but I also need to try something different. I'm not sure exactly what it is yet, but I know that I want to start by rediscovering my creative passion through more personal work. So uh, Hudson seems to just wants to move on to something a little more personal rather than, you know, managing a large project such as Dragon Age 4 or Mass Effect would be for a single person. Mm -hmm. So it looks like AMC Theaters slams Warner Brothers uh, HBO Max 2021 movie release plan. Which I don't know much about this, but I'm definitely on the fuck Warner Brothers train right now, so... Um... Yeah, the AMC Theaters CEO, Adam Aaron, believes Warner Brothers is sacrificing their studios, their production and filmmaker profitability with how they're planning on releasing movies onto HBO Max starting next year. Um, this is kind of something that AMC Studios have, uh, AMC Theaters have been fighting with different uh, movie production studios over and over recently because a deal with the movie producers to show the movie for so long before moving on to digital releases or other releases, physical-based releases like Blu-rays and DVDs, whatnot. Um, but with the current status of, you know, attending a movie theater in person up in the air and <clears throat> most stuff like that not happening, these companies are trying to recoup the losses they make on filming and much quicker than waiting another year, year and a half to release these in theaters. Mm. So not only it's not only Warner Bros, it's a lot of other production studios looking to do this. Um, and AMC has been the has been the theater chain at the front, at the forefront, uh, trying to fight back against this sort of thing because you know their contracts that they have signed are being breached. So yeah, I mean if they, they sign believe... the contract, they they should stick to it. <laughs> yeah. That's just how it is. Um, mm -hmm. It is works. kind of a weird position right now, but um, Aaron seems to think that Warner Brothers, uh, Warner Media is going to sacrifice a large portion of profitability if it just moves to a digital-only release like they're seeming to go to later this year, you know, remaining month we have, as well as next year until everything kind of normalizes around us. Yeah. See, and it looks like Dauntless is going to go open world. Um, yeah, there was actually a, a an update pushed, uh, pushed through last week. Um, Dauntless is a free to play like Monster Hunter light. Um, previously it was the gameplay was segmented into you would load into like a little zone, hunt down the monster, fight it, etc. Uh, but they're adding new open-world areas as well as a new progress system for the game. It is a major a major change to how the game is played, and it's a massive one for the free-to-play game as it currently stands. So um, if you're looking for like a, a Monster Hunter replacement or if you're looking to play something like it that just doesn't have as much time needed to be put into it, go ahead and try it out. I think it's great. Hmm. I think I... Do I? I think that's on my backlog somewhere. I think I have it on my backlog somewhere. I know I've seen it come up a lot. So, well, it's like not going to cost the you Witcher any money. My backlog. Yeah. The Witcher should be on your forelog. <laughs> I know, but I'm mocking myself right now. <laughs> so, uh, 343 Industries shuts down Halo Infinite Battle Royale rumors, which I hadn't heard so... these rumors, but. <laughs> 
they have been floating around. Um, for some reason, there were rumors of a Halo Infinite Battle Royale floating around. Um, some quote leaked interior documentation and stuff. Uh, other studios working with 343 Studios on helping create Infinite. Particularly one of them had a background in working on like BRs with other companies. So while 343 has been adamant about saying, hey, this is not going to happen, and they finally just came out straight up and said, no, this is not going to happen. You're not getting a Halo BR. <laughs> so no more Halo BR rumors, please. <laughs> Until, you know, it apparently happens, and then we'll, we'll then I guess they're just a bunch of liars. Yeah, well, you never know. It wouldn't be the first time a company straight up just lied to try and keep something secret, so. True. So Metal Gear Solid movie is cast Oscar Isaac as Solid Snake. Um, I didn't know there was a Metal Gear Solid movie until I saw this. I feel but, like uh, I remember hearing about it at some point. I mean, I can't be upset with Oscar Isaac being cast as Snake. Um, but uh, yeah, Oscar Isaac will be your new Snake. Uh, he actually... <laughs> He actually asked, he was talking about it in an interview not too long ago about how he would love the chance to play as Snake in a movie adaptation. And well, here you go. He gets his wish. Nice. Let's I want to be really hyped for a, for a Metal Gear Solid movie, but I'm just worried that it won't hmm. live up. Yeah. Um. I mean, if... <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> if Kojima's involved, I'll okay it. I mean, it is straight up Metal Gear Solid, so it was his writing. Um, and it is Sony Pictures who owns the rights to this movie, and Kojima does, you know, offhandedly work for Sony Computer Entertainment. Uh, Kojima Studios is partnered with Sony, so I don't know. Maybe he'll have some say in it. But definitely, I'm yeah. sure... Either way, any scriptwriter or anyone will probably try to get in contact with Kojima anyways. Kojima's just, you know, a very, very popular figurehead in the entertainment industry at this point. Yeah. So New Replicant will be launching in April 2021 on PS4 and PS5, PC and Xbox One and Series XS, whatever. <laughs> Series XS. Too yeah. many consoles. Yes, yes. Series XS. That's good. Anyways. Um, yeah, so this <laughs> this will be April 23rd um, is when we'll be able to play Near Replicant version 1.22474487139. Um, that's its full name for some reason. Um, this is the alternate... Uh, this is a remake of the alternate edition of the 2010 game, which was only available for the uh, PS3 in Japan at the time. There's a few differences than the the version that was played out west or on the Microsoft consoles of uh, Xbox 360. Mm -hmm. So this is like this is almost a complete makeover. It is a it is a complete makeover. There's brand it's a brand new engine, brand new everything, and this is the first time we've gotten any sort of release date for it as well. And we also have the official box art for it. So um, nice. any fans of Near Automata? This is your Excellent chance to game. play the decade-old game near Replicant, which not nearly as many people 
have played and which is the spinoff to the old PS2 games, Dragon Guard. So, yeah, highly, highly recommended. Absolutely. I liked it. <clears throat> so, you beat The Witcher. Oh, fuck's sake. I have beat The Witcher. I'm talking about myself. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, scientists. If I can do it, you can. <laughs> I know. So scientists are studying why gamers invert their controls. Hey, this one's about me. So um, this one was really interesting to me because I play with inverted controls, and apparently um, they're doing studies on it. And I I saw this article. This was actually posted in um, Doc's Discord server, and uh, I thought it was really interesting. I opened it. I'm like, great. I'm going to open this up and find out I have dyslexia, aren't I? Um, But actually, it looks like they're researching it more um, in the vein of how people that are left-handed use different portions of their brain, and they're kind of looking at it that same way as far as people who use inverted controls have similarities in their brains, not unlike how left-handed people all have similarities in their brains. So they're doing studies on it right now, um, and there's some experiments, and the, the generality of what's going on with those um, quotes one of the researchers – Generally, we will be measuring how fast and accurately people are able to mentally <clears throat> mentally rotate shapes and extent to and the extent to which they rely on different body parts and contextual cues when making these judgments. There's no right or wrong answers in these tasks. They're just interested in how they perform them differently. Um, he says, "Well, obtain one or two measurements, for example." an average reaction time, and average accuracy from each participant in each of four short computerized online experiments, then correlate these measures with information from a questionnaire about gaming habits that each participant will also complete. So from the study, the team hopes to gain some insight into how an individual's visual perception abilities may affect how they interact both real and in, uh, both in real and virtual environments. So, for example, the researcher says uh, it may be the case that. Um, it may be the case that the extent to which a person relies on visual versus bodily context has a huge influence on whether or not they choose to invert the y-axis on their gaming consoles. Um, and I'm curious as, uh, because I know I have a really strong iconic memory too, which means I remember images a lot more clearly than other um, areas of the brain. The, generally, the strongest sense tied to memory is uh, scent, and then there's kind of a tiered hierarchy of which senses are strongest tied to memory. Um, your sense of visualization is your iconic memory, and generally, believe it or not, your iconic memory ranks pretty low down on the list, but some people, myself included, ranks a little bit higher, and visual cues are um, a little bit easier to remember. Um, it, this is the case in people who say they're more of a visual learner, um, is means you have a higher iconic memory. Um, so they're doing a lot of studies on this and I thought it was super, super interesting that there's actual correlations they're starting to make with it now that I'm not just a psychopath. Both. Yeah. Why not both? You're our psychopath. (laughs) All right. So... (laughs) After years of being in limbo, the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World game is finally coming in January. Yes, finally. So this is probably in the last 20 years the second best, you know, 
side-scrolling street fighting brawl. I'm up right behind the new Streets of Rage Four. Um, it was it, it came out alongside of the fuck. How old is that movie? Twenty twenty ten, the two thousand ten film Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, or at least it was released digitally on the Xbox as well as the PlayStation Three. Um. And after a while, it just kind of disappeared off of all digital storefronts. And this was because that they were having some issues relicensing some of the sound and music in the game. Well, that issue seems to be over. Um, They finally gave us a release date of January 14th, 2021, launching on all platforms with the the Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Complete Edition game. Um, It'll also come to PC as well. Uh, to PS4, Xbox One, Switch Stadia, PS5, Xbox Series S and X, all every single platform. Um, and this comes out. I highly recommend it. It's a fantastic, fun nice. little side scroll. Oh, it's great. Ah, solid. Doc, you got to play it when <laughs> it comes out. All right. I know you like Streets of Rage Four. I, love I know you Street love Streets of Rage Four. Oh, I need. To, <laughs> I need. To, I need to try that because I think I have it on uh, Game Pass. It is oh, on dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need to try that out. Play it and just blast the soundtrack because that <laughs> soundtrack slaps. Nice. <laughs> Slap and eats. Slap and eats. <laughs> so, like some of those Streets of Rage 4 songs just come up on my daily playlist mm. and it just makes my day so much better. So much better. So over 300k worth of RTX 3090s were stolen out of a factory in China. Yeah, so we found out where our 3090 shortage came from, and it was just factory to thief direct. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Why bother uh, chasing down trucks on the highway when you can just get them at the source? Yeah, no, it seems way fucking easier. <laughs> you're, not, you're not sprawled out leaning across the hood of your fucking <laughs> Suburban going down the freeway trying to open up the back of a moving cargo just... truck. Nah, dude, they're not even running from you. They're just oh, sitting there in their box. I can. I just can't stop imagining someone driving down the freeway in, like, modern 2020 a decade after that movie was released and looking over and be like, wait, what the fuck? Is someone doing a Fast and the Furious heist right now? Yeah, so this is uh this is over two hundred of the RTX thirty ninety graphics cards. Uh and they're MSRPing for around fifteen hundred dollars. So it's it is a lot of cards. Um Chinese authorities uh are do have out a reward for people with any sort of information leading to the uh leading to the, the thieves of these cards, but I, I don't think they're gonna find them. <laughs> Yeah, so I wouldn't if you hold your breath. If you were looking for a 3090, uh, someone in China's got it. Yeah. <laughs> so Medal of Honor Above and Beyond is set to become 2020's biggest install at launch. Oh my. You uh how big was COD at its largest? What, 250 gigs? <sighs> Something like that. I think it's 200. Doc, how big is uh uh cyberpunk it's 74 initially and there's like a 40 gig patch right uh 77 is what it said i needed to have for the install and then there is a like i think it's a 47 gig uh day one patch how would you like to have to clear up 340 gigabytes to install medal of honor above and beyond 
Yeah. So it's uh, 340 gigabytes required for the install process, then half of it deletes itself afterwards. Um, It's not even a streaming download. It's old-fashioned and old-school. Nice. So 170 gigabytes is still really, Hmm. really large for a game. Mm. 340 to download it and install it is absolutely unheard of. Yeah, And this is just like a a VR version of Medal of Honor from <laughs> from EA for nice. uh, Yikes. Uh, EA, here, EA. To, to uh to put this into perspective um Microsoft Flight Simulator has a 1/1 scale planet Earth and it's still only 127 <laughs> gigabytes <laughs> What the fuck <laughs> Yeah uh, so I don't know what's going on with this game, but it's just a VR game. It doesn't look look that great, but wow, it's big. Yeah, huh? That's what she said. All right. So Project Athia will be a PS5 console exclusive for at least two two years. That seems like a long long for a timed exclusive, anyways. What's Project yeah. Athia? Um. It was a game trade, not even a trailer. It was like a graphical trailer that Square Enix released or revealed during the PS5 reveal. Oh, um, it looked fantastic. It looks great. I thought it would eventually become Final Fantasy 16, and Final Fantasy 16 was its own thing. So, um, it will a be a lot of people thought that first. Also, it'll be available on PC at launch, but not on consoles for twenty four more months um if it's coming to pc i'm all right with it <laughs> right yeah i but, think the uh, new thing is console exclusivity quote unquote that's yeah that's pretty much how it is anymore yeah um luminous production specifically the developer behind them for square enix uh they also have a new world editor video they released showing more um environments uh more very highly detailed environments might i add um they also have the game's story being written by the writer behind Rogue One, uh, Star Wars movie. So, who knows? <laughs> it might actually turn out to be a good like one-off uh, game that's showing the power of a console. Specifically, just one console. Because generally, games developed that way for one console will always look fantastic. Because, you know, it's mm-hmm. developed for one specific architecture. So, yeah. If you want more Square Enix games, you'll get more Square Enix games if you're on PlayStation and PC. Mm. All right, boys, I got to interrupt. Uh, I'm going to have to say goodnight because I got to work early tomorrow. All right. All right. Good night, Jeff, man. Jeff, what have you been playing? What you been playing? Not, not Witcher. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, that's obvious. <laughs> I'm still just jumping in and out of COD, man. That's it's the only thing I have time for anymore. Just play, play the Witcher. Okay, bro. I'm try to play the Witcher more. Just just do one quest, one quest tonight. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, not tonight. Fuck that. I gotta go to sleep. Do one oh, quest uh, every night, hmm. but not including tonight. Okay. You gotta you gotta I'll, hit uh, us up in the in the Discord chat when you're on there, so I can jump on. Because I'm much okay. more apt to jump on if, if someone else is on. Um, and I set up okay. the role tags so that, like, you can go in the Call of Duty chat and just mention uh, Call of Duty or Modern Warfare or Warzone, and it'll give people mm-hmm. notifications with that tag on it, so. Sweet. All right. Perfect. Yeah, buddy. All right, All right good night, brother. Bye-bye.
Oh, adios. All right. So, uh, the Elder Scrolls Six director hints at the game's open world. Uh, so, this is just a little bit of information we have from an interview from Todd Howard. Um, and he says, uh, let's just cast forward to the next five to ten years of gaming. For me, it's about access. It's more about access than clock cycles. <clears throat> just the time it takes to even turn a console on and load up seems to make be a barrier for these games. It's time that you're uh, that you're not enjoying being in that world. The kind of games we make are ones that people are going to sit down and play for hours at a time. If you can access a game more easily, and no matter what device you're on or what or where you are, that's what I think the next 5 to 10 years of gaming is about. I'd like to see more reactivity in game worlds, more systems clashing together that players can express themselves with, and I think chasing scale for scale's sake is not always the best goal. So, um... And some people are interpreting this as um, him saying that it might not be as open world as some games that we've seen in the past for sake of loading screens. I would argue against that, mainly because it's clearly being developed for next-gen consoles. I think the odds of you getting a copy of Elder Scrolls Six on PS4 or Xbox One are about 0 to 5 percent um and one of the big kind of things about the next gens was no load low load times low load times no startup times you know they even showed the uh the spider-man uh load times versing each other on ps4 and ps5 and it's tremendous so i think that was more a hint towards if anything i think it's more a hint towards it's still going to be massively open world um because of those things that we have now so i don't know we'll see i guess i i can't wait to start getting some actual solid information on elder scrolls 6 but at the end of the day i don't think we're going to get really anything that holds any kind of weight until after starfield has at least got an announcement for a release date one thing's for sure todd howard will say it just works and then it won't <laughs> that's true it's not a bug it's a feature hmm. that's the software developer's my creed my itself. friend it did that on purpose <laughs> so bungie confirms that destiny 2 cross play is going to be coming next year yes for all systems ps or playstation xbox pc and stadia i forgot it was on stadia i always forget everything's on stadia i guess Do we know anyone that has a Stadia? I don't. No. I know smart gamers. <laughs> I've never even seen one. Me either. Do they really exist? Maybe I'm not myth. sure. Uh, I don't think they would just say they, they it was releasing on it if they didn't actually exist. <laughs> it has to exist. But yeah. The cake uh, isn't a lie. The cake is over. Uh, I just lost the game. You're a okay. terrible person. <laughs> I, don't, I don't recognize the game as a thing, so it's whatever. <laughs> if I can make you, if you, you do, I can make you lose all the time, then I guess. So have fun. You lost again. Enjoy. And everyone else playing. <laughs> 
So, illusionist Yuri Geller gives Nintendo the okay to make Kadabra cards again. So, this is actually really, really cool. For those not familiar with Pokemon trading card game, um, if you enjoy the evolution line of Abracadabra and Alakazam, you've probably noticed that there aren't any in the card games especially well i mean there, uh, you know we now that we have x cards and stuff it's a little bit different but there's there's no evolution line because there's no cadabra there's literally i think three printed card types uh, or styles from you know the old old uh, card game printings and there has not been anything new the reason for this is because cadabra was kind of based around illusionist yuri geller um, who he specifically does a lot of tricks uh, magic tricks with spoon bending um and that's where the spoon with cadabra kind of comes from and after he was created and the pokemon card game started getting a lot of traction in the early 90s he sued uh game freak and nintendo um for using his image and he actually won and part of that lawsuit that he won claimed that they were no longer allowed to use Kadabra in printed trading cards. So while they were still allowed to use Kadabra in the actual virtual games and um, things like that, they didn't. Uh, show them in the anime, and they didn't do the Pokemon card games much due to this lawsuit. And now, years and years later, um, he's finally revisited and dropped and said, okay, that was a little stupid, I was reaching a little bit, you know what I mean, kids should be able to enjoy their Pokemon, da-da-da-da-da. His official tweet says, and I quote, I am truly sorry for what I did 20 years ago. Kids and grown-ups, I am uh, I am releasing the ban. It's now up to Nintendo to bring back Kadab the Kadabra Pokemon card back. It will probably be one of the rarest cards now. Much energy and love to all. Um, so yeah, this is neat that he's this this is finally getting reversed, and hopefully we'll see some uh, new Kadabra cards coming in the next sets of Pokemon trading card game. Um, this, I, I'm actually, after reading this, I'm kind of wanting to get back into the game, so I might start trying to play it a little bit more. But um, I, I thought it was pretty neat news. I find it funny that he stopped a power such as Nintendo from printing cards. Well, and it, it's it's crazy, though, because if you actually look at, like, his act and, like, what was going on with Kadabra and when they made it, it was, it was pretty blatant, like, infringement of his image, because they basically based it around him. Um, and they even admit that, but I mean, it's kind of something silly to get, to get shitty about, you know what I mean? There's just Pokemon cards and a Pokemon's kind of based off you. Um, if you, if, if people remember this, something similar happened with Gene Simmons a few years ago and they had, I can't remember what the name is, but the alternate Zigzagoon evolution came out and it was, looked like Gene Simmons, um, in his kiss. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I'll, I'll post this in the Discord. I'm sorry. I need to see this. <laughs> you mean Obstagoon? Uh, I don't I don't remember. I, I um, think that's the name of it. Look, hold on. I'm looking it up right now. It's um, I'm just going to post this picture in, in the Discord chat. Because, and anyways, people were like, oh, it looks just like him. He's going to sue them. He's going to sue them. And it, like, does. You know what I mean? But he, his official response was like, who gives a shit? Fuck yeah, I'm a Pokemon now. Sweet. 
which is like the appro- the yeah, appropriate yeah. response to becoming like having your image turned into a Pokemon. You know what I mean? Like that's the appropriate response, not lawsuits. But uh, interesting. I I do kind of see for people to die on, but okay. yeah, I... <laughs> yeah, that's I see what the I resemblance. thought. Yeah, but yeah, no, his reaction was straight up just like, I'm not going to sue them. You guys can fuck off. That is awesome shit. So, um, moving on a little bit, um, out on to some of our kind of TV and movie related topics. Um, it looks like Activision is suing Netflix for poaching its chief financial officer. <clears throat> yes, um... So in 2019, Activision fired then their CFO, Spencer Newman. Um, And during this entire lawsuit against Netflix, they're kind of learning more about it. Um, In January 2019, Activision Blizzard terminated the contract of Spencer Newman. Um, They didn't say why he was fired, only that there was a cause unrelated to the company's financial reporting or disclosure controls and procedures. Um, and this was because he was trying to jump shit to Netflix, jump ship to Netflix actively while working at a different company. Um, so Activision is now suing Netflix for poaching, no, attempting to poach Newman from Activision while he was an employee with Activision. So he was hired in 2017 for a term of three years, and with an option of a one-year extension, as most you know contracts do work in the business business world for those high, more high-end jobs. So when he was still under contract and not allowed to be searching for a new position, Netflix came in. He responded to their request to try to see if they can't pull him away a year early. Thus, he mm. violated their contract and was terminated immediately. Um, so Activision is taking the case to court against Netflix, saying they deliberately and maliciously worked to pry Newman away from them. So it does seem to have some standing here that uh, yeah, Activision has a case against Netflix in this situation. It's It's been a long time since I took business law, but I do remember, like, um, um, talent poaching is, is up there with, like, trade secret laws. Like, they take it yep. very, very seriously. Oh, wow. When you yep. sign a contract, you sign a contract. Yeah, they, they take it as uh, seriously as NDAs or, or trade law. Yeah, two of the three parties involved did not abide by that contract, and probably both Newman and uh, Netflix will be responsible for any damages that might have come from it or any strain put there. So, yep. So Chinese players are reportedly review-bombing Monster Hunter World, the movie. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, they're, they're review bombing Monster Hunter World on Steam and other, you know, video game, uh, critic sites, let's say Metacritic. This is because because of of a a, joke in the movie, right? Or something? Yes. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) there's a joke in the movie where someone says, what kind of knees are these? And someone says, Chinese. The, the Chinese (laughs) actor responds with Chinese. Oh, Um, Lord. So for some somehow there are different uh they're taking it as an offensive homage to an old older joke, uh poking fun at dirty knees of Japanese and Chinese. I'm sure 
you guys have heard that old we all know the old uh the old rhyme joke whatever it's called um so in response capcom has removed Hmm. the movie from chinese theaters i don't know what they're going to replace this line with but in response to these critiques and review bombing of a unrelated piece of media to the movie uh yeah they're called limericks (laughs) that was bothering the the shit out of me I thought the movie was going to be shitty to begin with, and well, there's another thing <laughs> we're going on with it anyways. So I don't know, man. You try and turn a video game into a movie, and it's like one of the cool things about a video game is that they they can take their time telling a story. They don't have to condense it into two hours. So just by nature, trying it's the same reason that trying to turn a book into a movie is shit. It's because your expectations are high since there's more creative ability and less of a time crunch. It, I, I don't know. I never expect anything good out of a game to movie scenario. There's been good. I'm not like it's not like there hasn't been good ones, but like the good ones are like Mortal Kombat, where there's no fucking story, where the the movie puts more into the story than the game had. You know what I mean? You try and do something I like I don't know. Like I watched Battleship, which was a movie based off the board <laughs> game, and it was actually pretty good. But okay, no, th- same thing. Same thing though. There's no storyline behind it to okay, fuck sir, up. Sir, sir, the Mortal Kombat universe is very rich and diverse. And now, now, thanks to the movies, though. Think about when the movies no, came out and the games that. It. Yeah, but the games that existed prior to the movies, there wasn't like there was some lore there, but not enough that like they, trying to cram those... it into an hour and a half long movie would just destroy the lore. So when those games launched, they had comic books and actual books launched alongside of it that told the story of the video games. That, that I didn't lore know was already in place. Yes, that I did not know. <laughs> actually, okay, I own the I own I nice. I don't know if I still have them somewhere, but I have the original comic book run. I do remember the. I I have somewhere VHS tapes of the original cartoons that came out when the movies came out. I remember that. But and and so lore was there. The, the it moral kind of works as its own movie thing, I guess. The moral of the story is it's not like it's automatically bad if it's a video game to a movie, but the odds are that it's gonna suck. No, it's automatically bad. It has to prove its <laughs> Okay, yeah. They, I guess you're right. At this point, it's probably just it needs. it's bad, and it needs to prove that it's not bad. That makes sense. So, Lord of the Rings Online will get visual overhaul to capitalize on Amazon's upcoming TV series. I'm so stoked for this, by the way. You really want to get back into Lord of the Rings Online that much? No, no, I don't give a shit about Lord of the Rings Online. I'm stoked about the Silmarillion coming to. I'm I'm stoked about the Silmarillion coming to fucking Amazon TV, or to Amazon Prime. I am so stoked on that. That because last that was, I, last I heard, it's based on the Silmarillion, and so I've I been ranting and raving. Based on nothing. I don't know. I <laughs> I just know it's Lord of the Rings universe. It's I I know I've universe. heard of it. I I've looked into it a couple times, and from what I've seen, there's not a lot officially announced, but it's. Um, everything, all the rumors and leaks that I had seen said that it's supposed to be based around the Silmarillion. And if that's, that's the cool. truth, that's what I, I've been wanting that for so long. And a, <clears throat> a TV series would be much better suited for the Silmarillion than a, a movie series would be, I think. But I'd be happy with either, honestly. Um, Yeah, and Lord of the Rings Online is a very old game, and it's 
getting an update um, in conjunction with Amazon Studios. It's uh, not owned by Amazon Studios. And this is not, <clears throat> at the same time, Amazon Game Studios is also working on their own Lord of the Rings MMO. So hmm, Lord of the Rings Loader Online is getting an update to kind of try to capitalize on that. Um, there's a new MMO coming out. You have the Prime series on its way. So you got a little bit of Lord of the Rings stuff on the way. Yeah. It's also a big, huge update for Lord of the Rings Online to begin with. From what I know, they're kind of mm. changing it over. They're actually adding a ton of new content, which they haven't done earnest in earnest in a while. So, yeah. All right. So let's see. Uh, MCU Spider-Man Three rumored to bring back Charlie Cox as Daredevil, which would be pretty cool. Um, it's just kind of on that list of everyone keeps, you know, oh these people are going to be in Spider-Man Three. These people are going to be in Spider-Man Three. If all of these rumors are true at this point, it's like gonna have it's gonna more be a four hour movie and well, it's and gonna be amazing it's gonna be more it, 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 if all these rumors are true it's gonna be more of an ensemble film than fucking endgame was but it's so i don't think we're gonna get nearly as many as it's trying to claim but i i am starting to get hype big time for spider-man um, 3 they also announced that uh alfred molina was coming back as uh doc octavius dr octo octavius as well for the film mm. um and this is along with uh what's his name who was playing electro elect elect something uh jamie fox reprising uh, his role from the uh, other yeah. movies he was so uh, I, it I, does I, seem to be like a universe smashing together thing the soul yeah. spider is coming to suit but so. i yeah, man, I never really liked Jamie Foxx much as Electro. I, I like Jamie Foxx, but he, I just didn't like him as Electro that much. I don't know. I did like the, that movie. It's just um, – it, anyways. But it, it is exciting. Like I said, I, I think I, I'm not a huge fan of the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, but I would love to see Spider-Verse come to the movies or to come to theaters. So let's see. How do you not get excited when you see emo Tobey Maguire? I'm Peter just, Parker. I'm just not. It's especially the third one killed it for me. The third one really killed. Third it. one was, it was hilarious. It was kind of like Jaws. It was like the first one's like, not bad, and the second one, I'm like, what you doing? And then the third one comes out, and, no, quit. But so, um, let's look at some of our weekly updates, starting with our WoW updates, Sasquatch. <clears throat> um, yeah. So the first major patch of Shadowlands came out. Uh. This adds Castle Nefarious, Castle Nefarious raid, uh, both normal and heroic, as well as the release of Mythic Plus dungeons, which I've been participating in. I'm going to be attempting the raid this Saturday and Sunday as we go through it. It still has not been done on heroic by any of the top rating guilds yet, so we're fucked. Uh, <laughs> we're going in for a uh, visually impaired playthrough anyways, so we're good. Can't say blind playthrough anymore. Twitch won't allow it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Nope. <laughs> um, so that's coming up also um, apparently World of Warcraft Shadowlands is the fastest selling PC game of all time so uh, it sold 3.5 million copies as of its first day which is a lot for a PC game um, I thought it was 3.7 3.5 oh, was the previous record 3.5 was the previous of Diablo 3 yes and so this could just be digital sales as well that they're tracking um, these games do get box releases in stores for people who want to download code from a disc, I guess. 
But uh, yeah, so um, World of Warcraft is still the most popular MMO out there. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV is handedly in second place, but still, I think they're at about like half the pl- active player base. It's kind of crazy. Yep. Well, WoW has that time factor behind it, you know what I mean? It's the MMO, you know? It's it has got, been the MMO for it's, 16 years. Yeah, it's it's got that kind of rooted, established um, foundation behind <laughs> it, so that may, it makes perfect yeah, and, sense. That and despite, people, you know... People playing the, 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 the Warcraft games and just growing up with the series in general, like... It, it had an established fan base when it started. Yeah, exactly. It is one of the more lore-rich universes you can find in gaming as well, because there are books and everything released alongside of these expansions mm. to kind of fill in the gaps of stuff you don't see in the expansions and other forms and other forms like they have animated movies coming out now kind of based around the different lores and the expansion sets, which we covered a couple months ago, I believe. So yeah. its staying power is just immense. So, um, on to some Pokemon Go updates. We have quite a few coming up. Um, So, in collaboration with the new Pokemon movie, The Secrets of the Jungle, um, starting on December 14th, you'll be able to encounter Shiny Celebi in limited time special research story. So, make sure you keep an eye out on your research stories starting next week. Um... And they're also have they've put out some announcements about their community day for December, which is going to be kind of a wrap up the year community day, and that the community day's focus Pokemon is going to be all of the Pokemon that have been in community days throughout the year. Um, <clears throat> So, um, in quoting their news master, they say, as we say goodbye to 2020, let's take a look back on community events that we've shared together. Um, and so they're going to run through all these different Pokemon that have appeared through community dates of days past. So if you missed any, um, and, um, want to catch them, now's your time. We'll have Weedle, Charmander, Magikarp, uh, Magmar, uh, Abra, right on ghastly there's any of them that appeared throughout the years so make sure to check that out then moving on to our final fantasy 14 updates we got patch uh 5.4 yesterday um that just went live so along with your average rebalances of some game mechanics and the um you know average uh, patch round of PvP adjustments that we see every time. We also got some expansion to the main story. So, continuing on the post-main scenario, I'm not quite there yet. I'm getting so close now. My goal is to 100% be caught up before 5.5 goes live. Um, and then, of course, they added new Chronicles of a New Era quests and new uh, role quests as well. And then they've added a few more chapters to the New Game Plus. Um, and they've added a little bit more onto the treasure hunts. For Grand and Free Companies, they've added more craftable items. Um, and there's actually quite a few of them on here. A really neat one, if you have any in-game stores, is a new display case that they've added. So that you can add that inside or outside. So if you're like me and you have a retainer outside uh, your housing that sells items, you can uh, use the new uh, 
mannequins and put them inside of these display shelves that you have next to them too and have a really nice store setup. Um, there's also some uh, updates in the aquariums and in the triple triad as well. So you can check their official patch updates for that. The other big thing is that the Starlight Celebration is going to be going live on the 14th as well this Monday. This is their Christmas holiday event. Super exciting. They always do awesome holiday events on Final Fantasy XIV. The rewards for this one are ice-themed. So there's an ice uh, table, an ice partition, and a snowy Christmas tree that you can get. For the mount this year, um, it's a giant snowman that you can ride around. So I'm pretty fucking stoked to ride around on a giant snowman in Final Fantasy XIV. And since all mounts can fly, that means it's going to be a giant flying snowman. I saw someone last night, they hopped onto a giant laser, like, window <laughs> display cactuar, and then it started flapping flowers in the air, and it flew off. I was so confused. I have one of those. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Love it. So, not a whole lot in our Call of Duty updates. They're, um, they have released that Alcatraz is potentially going to be coming to uh, Warzone. Uh, it is coming to Cold War, um, but it's been leaked that it's apparently going to be dropping in uh, Warzone as well. So if the rumor is to be believed, then they'll simply be dropping that in there and you'll be able to travel to Alcatraz on the Warzone map. Um, so we'll see about that. There was one leak and the leak had the picture redacted. Um, so obviously if it is going to happen, they don't want everyone to know about it yet. So we'll just have to see. Um, and then season one, as they call it, is going to be coming for Cold War Warzone. Um, don't have Cold War, don't care so much about that, but that does mean that there's going to be some new updates coming to Warzone. Um, from what they said, they'll be dropping a new Warzone map and a new mode on the release, which is December 16th. So get your hard drives ready because they're about to get fucked without lube for a new with a new Warzone map. Um, and we're they're adding 30 Black Ops Cold War weapons um, as well as blueprint variants. And um, it looks like they're going to be and, and they don't explain this any further than a new Gulag experience. I don't know what that means. We'll have to find out on the 16th. So. Even though I don't care about Cold War, it is uh, I am excited to see what they do with Warzone at least. And <clears throat> I have not touched Warzone in forever. I just play the multiplayer. <laughs> I got on a couple uh, about like a week ago or something, but yeah, I, I prefer multiplayer, especially because it's easier just to do some a couple quick matches. Yeah, Warzone could be a time investment. I, I don't know, and it's like the better I get at Warzone, the more of a more of a time sink sink each individual match becomes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so last on the list here are some RuneScape updates. Um, not a whole lot going on unless you're really, really into high-end PVM. Um, Rockshaw has dropped uh, the Shadow of Col the Shadow Colossus of Orthon. So if you're into PVM, make sure you go check that out. Um, the requ the recommended combat level is 120 with at least tier 80 gear, um, and it is of course in um, Anacronia. So um, that's dropped as well as some new RuneScape merchandise on the merch store. 
Um, and of course, their seven days of membership is still on Prime Gaming, if you haven't got that. Uh, the last thing on here, they added some title diversity. So, uh, quoting their website, titles that had a unique option based on your character's gender can now be used regardless of which character model you're using. Um, and to change your title, you can now do it through the title screen customization interface. Um, that's about it. As far as what we have this week is just some tweaks to the title interface, our merch store, and, of course, Raksha dropping, which is exciting for a lot of people. I know it was highly anticipated. Um, I don't do a whole lot of PVM in RuneScape personally, so I wasn't all overly excited, but there it is, your RuneScape updates. So that does it for our gaming updates this week. What have you been playing, Sasquatch? Uh, speaking of gaming updates, Fantasy Star Online 2 just had their episode 6 drop. <laughs> so, oh, nice. uh, aside from crashing through that today <laughs> and waiting a long time after extended maintenance, um, it was almost Final Fantasy levels of maintenance. I think the servers were down from 11pm to like 2pm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so getting up there, um almost 16 hours so a little over 16 hours actually uh getting up there in length of time um just a whole bunch of new content being added christmas stuff new weapons mm -hmm. uh, a couple new special scion classes they're called i'm currently playing as a the edgelord phantom who shoots guns <laughs> slashes with the katana and casts magic with a scythe uh nice um also been playing wow uh quite a bit with the new patch we talked about earlier I'm looking to raid this weekend in it, getting geared up for that. I'm pretty sure I'm geared over what I would need to do for a heroic raid. It's just now, you know, mechanics and getting it down and getting everyone else to fall in line and do damage and heal and not stand in the shit. <laughs> yeah. And some Final Fantasy stuff. I realize I'm behind gear level wise, so I'm doing some daily roulettes to get my gear so I can go do the dungeons I need to do. Yeah. And how about you, Doc? What have you been playing? Uh, I, I got pretty deep into Final Fantasy 14 this, this past, this week. Hell uh, yeah. Weren't kidding. Story, story's pretty good. I've been enjoying it. Um, I find myself constantly angry at NPCs <laughs> for dumb things. Oh yeah. Uh, That's how you know it's good though, right? Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Is it all Thancred? Uh, <laughs> it's always Thancred. Is it Thancred? Not at the well, moment. Current, Dude, I can't now. stop thinking about the fucking you stole a goth mommy thing now, you fucker. <laughs> you goddamn fuck. Hey, She's spoilers. goth mommy, man. Oh, man, spoilers. I can't. If that's not a spoiler. I'm pretty sure it's spoiling something. You no. know. <laughs> it's spoiling my pants. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's... Thanks, Jaff. It's, trust me, it's... Tr you can trust me, Doc. I would never give you spoilers. <laughs> oh man i uh, played a little bit of warcraft as well i'm i'm not quite ready to start raiding the uh the guild i'm in is not going to be raiding at times i am always available so i'm i kind of lost a little bit of my momentum leveling there hmm. uh played a bunch of guilty gear the, over the weekend and uh right and then i played the waiting game for for uh for cyberpunk and i'm ready to install it Nice. You'll have to keep us updated on your experience with Cyberpunk for sure. I definitely will. I've got some time off coming up. 
and uh, I'm going to spend a lot of it playing this game. Nice. I also have some time coming up, some time off coming up, and I'm excited to start getting into my backlog. I already tried one game out of my backlog, which was Hell Guilty yeah. Gears. Yep. Um, played some Guilty Gears with Doc. Super stoked. Found a couple of characters that I enjoyed a lot and I'm going to start training with. Um, and yeah, I'm going to start adding that to my rotation of uh, casual games. When of, of course, when, when I say casual games, I just mean games like Call of Duty where I could pick it up and play a couple rounds. You know what I mean? So it's always good to have games like that, especially for the busy seasons. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed Guilty Gear as a fighter. Um, I've been playing RuneScape, of course, and Final Fantasy XIV. I've been driving really hard to get to the end of Shadowbringers. Um, I really want to finish the content before 5.5 drops because I know that's when uh, trailers for the next expansion are going to start dropping and I want to have all the context possible. I want to start giving my guesses and theories to new classes and things like that. So um, I'm getting close now. I think I'm up to level 78 or 79 quests. Um, so I'm really close to beating the, the main game and then right on to post-game content. Um, and hopefully my upcoming vacation will help with that. So. All right, so I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe. <clears throat> Our main page, of course, is facebook.com darkfeathergaming. You can also find us on Discord, where we're now doing these podcasts live. If you're watching our live stream on Facebook, you can see all of our individual channels on the live stream as well. And in the comment sections, we'll have links to all of our individual channels too. So make sure to like and subscribe and check us out next week. Until then, have a great rest of your week. Good night, Johnny.